When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, shit. We probably have to talk about Mike Leach. Uh, I don't... Yeah. All right. He's a... I mean, it's a complicated figure because he is, by all means, one of the most innovative college football coaches probably ever, but definitely in the last 20 years. Uh, But there... I mean, there are legitimate complaints about him as, like, a person and how he handled his teams that... I think that while he is a very interesting figure, and I definitely think that the college football world is worse off for not having him, you know, in it and willing to give his insight. Um, the lionization of him over the last like three days has been a little much just because like, I mean, number one, he was, he was a Trump supporter Number two, there were credible, there's credible evidence of him maybe not abusing a player, but like not really like kind of degrading players, I guess that would be a good way to say it. Um, so I think it, it comes down to kind of like how most coaches come down to if he liked you, he was your best friend and you had a great relationship. And if he didn't like you, you got locked in a closet the same closet where your dad killed five hookers. So and we forget that Craig James's son, the getting locked in the closet thing was Mike Leach's uh, Texas tech. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think like, here's my view of it. And here's sort of like the thing is that I think that something has happened in our society over the last call it 10 years. I don't know. Recently where people died and, the normal response is like, they were a great guy, right? Like, like normally the thing you do when someone dies is you say nice things about them. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and at some point in our culture that got like responded to with, yeah, but right. And like, I don't, I don't know if it's like the right thing to do necessarily. Like, I, I don't look, nobody's perfect. And I, and I, I'm not saying Mike Leach was, but like, by all accounts, he was like he was certainly like an interesting guy. Um, oh, definitely. Were, I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's and arguable. like by 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 accounts, like he wasn't like evil, right? Like he had politics that maybe people didn't really like all that much. Um, but he also like did nice things for people too. Like I, I think like a lot of what I have to say about like him passing is that the world is worse off for it. And if you disagree with his politics, that's fine.
But if you are not going to allow for good people who disagree with you politically, I'm not really sure what we do next. And that's sort of like my views on Leach. Is, and plus, like, his backstory is, is like, you want to talk wild. about wild. Wild. Not only wild, but like, you want to talk about somebody who like really like embodies the like, do what your heart tells you to do. Dude was a lawyer. Dude went to law school, got his law degree, and then said, I'm going to go get paid a thousand dollars a month or a thousand dollars a year to go coach at Iowa Wesleyan with some guy I heard give a talk once. Not only that, he coached in Finland. Yeah. For a year. Yeah. And so like, I I think like a a lot of the things about this is like, it it says a lot about, I think like your response to Mike Leach's passing says more about you than it does about him. That's what I'll say. And I think that like, if your first thought is this guy did some shit that I don't like, and I feel the need to say that, A, A, you're not that special. But B is now the time, right? Like, like we're going to do this again for the next 100,000 years as long as people continue to die. But like, literally, I, you guys can disagree with me about the one person. But from my point of view, literally zero people on earth have ever been perfect. And so like, you know, I, I think like, like from my point of view, it's like, you know, he, he wasn't a perfect figure. He did some, he did some stuff that it was inarguably screwed up, but he also was funny as hell and was really nice to people and really took care of people and made people feel special, which is cool. Not everybody can do that. And coaches, and look, I'm a coach at this point. I know that feeling when you hate a kid. And the fact of the matter is, is that we have, we have two stories from Leach that are like crossing ish the line. And like, I can tell you, there are a lot of coaches out there and Josh can probably speak to this better than me, but like, there are a lot of coaches out there who'll just strangle you, not like put you in a dark room when you have a concussion and your dad killed five hookers. SMU. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, an accidental cold open version of the Touchline Media Group, because that whole thing that we just did, we didn't mean to do. At the beginning, you'll hear you'll hear me say, should we talk about Coach Leach? And then all of that happened. So I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with my co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in. Paramount Plus, and ideally, I don't know. I, I um, I, I saw uh, recently that um, uh, a a wine by the name of Bartonora, which has sort of crossed over into common parlance, um, has made a uh, rosé prosecco, which I am absolutely going to buy six of on my birthday and go nuts. Um, because I would expect that less. What you're hearing now is the voice of uh, Josh Beninak. He's here. Uh, we're, I, dear listener, you might be saying to yourself, but Josh is the football guy, but it's soccer night. What are we doing? He's a soccer guy too. 
but yeah, I, I'm thinking. I, so, so let's let's begin with that because this is important because this is the last episode I will be recording prior to my birthday festivities. Um, Rose Prosecco, right? Like that's what we're doing. Yes, it is okay, correct. It should it should be what we're doing. Uh, excellent. Very happy to hear this. You guys should also look into the Bartonora Moscato. Um, it is it is delightfully grape juicy. Um, you 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 put down a bottle and at the end, like you can drink it like like absolutely juice. And then you look up and you're like, uh oh. Uh, <laughs> I I will say on uh, last Saturday night I did mix it with Hennessy because I'm stupid and it worked. Yes, it very Ooh, much worked. Asa. Wow. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, yeah, it it um it did the thing. Like you 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 sometimes look at yourself and you say like, is Turned this off a the drink? Lights. Yeah, is this a drink that is going to get me through the evening in a way that I wanted <laughs> to? And it did. Um, so, dear listener, if you're looking for a mixer for your Hennessy or your Bartonora Moscato, because generally the drinkers of those two products don't interact all that often outside of Lenny Kravitz, uh, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do they, uh, do they ship by chance? <laughs> Bar- um, Bartonara, do they ship? Uh, I'm sure they do, but if you live in a metropolitan area with uh, people of a certain faith, you'll find it. It's around. It's in a blue <laughs> bottle. Um, I, I don't know precisely where in Texas you live, but if you live in Dallas or Houston, it's around. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Uh, Austin, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe soon. Anyways, um, so we're here to talk about soccer and specifically international soccer. But before we get to the whole Lionel Messi is the greatest player that has ever played the game of soccer. And if you want to fight me about anybody other than Pele, suck it. I had a guy, actually, this is important before we get to the, the to like the high school drama bullshit aspect of this podcast. But um, I had a guy at uh synagogue on Saturday morning, try and say like a guy who does not know soccer, like does not know soccer does not know ball, but like, is just sort of like a guy who does talks, not does not know ball. Um, he was like, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo is the best player who, uh, of all time. He has all the records. And I was like, bro, bro, first stop. No, no, he's not. But two, and more importantly, the argument you're having right now is the argument between Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. And he was like, exactly. I was like, Lionel Messi gotcha. is Bill Russell. And he was like, yeah, Will Chamberlain has all the records. I was like, oh, okay, we're not having this conversation anymore. <laughs> like, I, I, I thought that this was, this was a serious sports conversation, and you're an idiot. So, no, <laughs> not doing this. Um, but yeah. You set, you set him up. You set him up. I, like, I really <laughs> hope that – I really hope, A, your synagogue listens to this podcast. B, your team listens to this podcast because we've already shot <laughs> two different groups of people. Today. Uh, my my team doesn't know who I hate on that team because it literally could be one through twelve. Um, and as for the guy at synagogue, uh, actually, I'm, I'm sorry that that is uh, that is one of the best <laughs> tributes to Mike Leach I've ever heard. Uh, he doesn't hate he doesn't hate specific people. He just hates everybody. Everybody. Wait, wh- who was who was that about? Petrino. 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 That he doesn't have a racist. racist. He, he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. He hates all of us the same. He is the Goldman Sachs of coaches. Um, because again, dear listener, uh, if you want to work for an investment bank and you don't want to be discriminated against, Goldman Sachs—they truly don't care. <laughs> uh, the way that I, I I can describe it is that you could be a uh, LGBTQ uh, purple dinosaur, and if you met your quotas every month, they'd be like, "Great, employee of the month." You could be a straight white man. There are a number of them who doesn't, and your ass will get fired. They don't care. It is like it's it's like how like like 
people talk about how capitalism can be inherently racist and absolutely like there are elements, but pure capitalism is not, it is truly colorblind. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, don't care. Did you make money? Yes. I like you. If not, no, go away. Anyways. (laughs) Uh, speaking of, uh, coaches. Yeah. Segue out of that. No, no, no. Segue out of that. I I got got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, speaking of coaches uh, and bosses who maybe hate their players for reasons that are not abundantly clear. See, 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 did it. Um, you got it, you got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, let's talk about Gio Reyna. So uh, since we last, <laughs> wait, did that did this happen Sunday night because we're idiots? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, uh, dear listener, as always, impeccable recording timing. Um, on Sunday night, after we recorded, before we re- we released our soccer episode, uh, a report was put out by, I don't think it was The Athletic, because I think Tenorio said that they got their quotes from somebody else. Um, a closed-door meeting in which Greg Berhalter decided to shit on a, quote, unnamed player, unquote, who had a bad attitude, and they told him something bad was going to happen, and he flipped out, and they almost sent him home. Um, pretty quickly, all of us were like, Oh, Geo. You mean you're, you're you're obviously talking about Geo. And then the athletic, um, I believe Tenorio and, and Stay Call, Stage Call. I do not know how to Sam S. No clue. Um, yeah. No idea how to pronounce that last name. Um, released the story that essentially like confirmed that uh at the beginning of camp, Burhalter said, Hey, you're not you're not gonna you, you're gonna have a quote, very limited role unquote, at the World Cup. And Gio took that about as well as any 19-year-old would, which is to say that he did not take it well. Again, I coach high school boys. They don't take shit well. Um, Best case scenario, best case scenario, they walk out of practice. Worst case scenario, they don't. And Gio didn't. Uh, He stayed and dicked around to the point where- And pouted. And pouted. And and, and when he didn't come in after that first game, apparently he thought he should have. I don't know. Jordan Morris came in and we tied. Um, he took off his shin guards, threw them on the ground and didn't talk to anybody. Now, again, again, that's not great, but there's, and, and Josh, I'm going to let you actually speak on this pretty much uninterrupted as for a second. The best athlete on the uh, podcast. Well, well, as, as, as an athlete who has not only the best athlete, but the one who's probably been in the most high level, well, definitely has been in the most high level locker room. Say, no, no, no. I, I, I caught myself, but so the, the thing to me as a coach, right? Like I, I, there was reports that this, this speech that Berhalter gave was supposed to be like closed doors, whatever. As a coach, you do not, you do not break the code of the locker room and talk about shit that happened behind closed doors in public. So I'm, I'm going to give you some time about how like your views on Berhalter lighting his 19 year old, uh, 20 year old superstar on fire, like how that would play as an athlete. Yeah, that that didn't sit right with me at all. And like when when I heard that, um, in my mind, I'm thinking, and maybe the players have you know different views in this. Maybe some of the players you know are you know genuinely genuinely like him, but for me as a player, if I find out that my coach is talking about stuff that's going on within the locker room that's supposed to stay in the locker room. I lose all trust in that coach and like conversations will be very different. And most, and I, I will feel like most of the people within the team as well will feel the same way because like 
there are things that there are things that you know like you know bad things that if a player does that you know need to be talked about or need to be brought especially if it's like you know out of the context of the sport but things that you know you like um you know fights like you know just like um fights or arguments within you know within the uh, within the team within teammates between a coach uh, a coach and a player like that stuff sh- like the public's not supposed to know about that like that should not leave the locker room like you work it out and you handle it within the locker room and the fact that all this is break uh, is coming out like it, if it came up, if it came from somebody else it would have been it, it, like it would have been like a little better it, would have been, it wouldn't have been as bad but the fact that it came from him or at least he like or at least he opened the opportunity for people to interpret that like he shouldn't even bring that up at all like i, I don't know what the context of the conversation that he was having where it actually came up was it was like but, a speech it was like a closed door off the record speech to like donors or coaches or boosters or something. It, yeah, it wasn't even. Yeah. It's still I, it's like, I'm with, I'm with Josh. Uh, if I'm Gio Reyna now, there's absolutely no way I can trust anybody on this coaching staff. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there are certain players who would still trust him, but like if I'm a player not named Giovanni Reyna, I don't like my viewpoint is now. Yeah, my coach or my coaching staff, I don't know if it's necessarily for Holter himself, like are willing to say whatever needs to be said to make themselves look better. Because that, publicly, I mean, that was a completely public. Yeah, yeah, it was a self-serving. It was a self-serving yeah. comment, no matter how you look at it. And, and, and as a player, your your image is the one taking the hit. Right. And that's the thing is that like w- w- the context that this came seemed to come out in was. Berhalter talking about how like great his coaching staff was that they handled an issue that came up and it, you know, went away. If I'm Gio or I'm any of these players, literally, even if you're a player who likes Berhalter, you got to wonder like, okay, like how, how quickly would he do that to me? Because the fact right. of the matter is, is that if every fight, if every training ground slash practice fight got out, it would it would be a big big problem for every athlete who has ever played the game, like like every oh boy I tell you yeah like it's <laughs> it's like I I I, th- I always I always find it very funny when um when like hard knocks like shows like a fight and they make it like so dramatic and it's like yeah literally every practice it's just another Tuesday man like right, like like it like I remember like I I've played on one high level ish team in my life it was a high school basketball team that played really well in our our league didn't lose a game lost to country day because country day but like fine and the amount of fights that happened in our practices was uh, a lot like it happened a lot and all of us were just sort of like at the end of the fight if the two guys didn't settle it then it was a problem they fought both of them like sort of went to their corners and then afterwards shake hands, slap hands, whatever. And like, you're good. And it doesn't come up again. Um, but what Burhalter is essentially saying, because again, like you said, if it's not sports related, right? Like if it was like criminal, yeah, yeah. you get it out there. You deal Absolutely, with that. Like, yeah. this is just like him being a petulant teammate. Like you don't talk about that. But also he's, he's a 19 year old who has been injured 
pretty much all year. So like, I, you knew that any way you sliced it, he was not going to like really react well to it. And I mean, there is something to be said for like kind of letting him know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm not planning on using you that much. Uh, but like, there's better ways of approaching that too, based on what I've heard. Like, if you say, "Hey, you're coming back from basically having your hamstring torn in twice, torn in two twice this year," we're going to be very judicial with how we used you. That's one way, other than saying, "Like, hey, you have a very limited role." And not only that, but so like, this isn't a baseball podcast, but Bryce Harper uh, with the Nats had like a very documented history of not hustling on you know ground balls or flyouts where he wouldn't run all the way to first. But like the time to teach him that lesson in public is not the World Cup or like after, right after the World Cup. It's in your spring training game in March, which would have effectively been like, I don't know, March friendlies. Like it's, this wasn't the it's, time it's, and place. It's, it's it's such a bad look to number one, like do this at all number two the the timing of it makes it seem like this is an excuse as to like what happened in the world cup and that takes away from everything that everybody accomplished and it like it's it shifts the focus it's just it's it's a horrible horrible look i'm not i'm not gonna fault uh berhalter for uh for the timing of when he told um geo that he wasn't gonna get a whole lot of minutes because, like, I, as a coach, like, you have to make tough decisions like that. And maybe he, you know, um, had a lot of time to think about it, or maybe he didn't think about it at all and decided, hey, <laughs> I forgot I brought Gio on. Maybe I should tell him that he's not going to play very much. Um, but I do oh, think. God, what are you doing here? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I do think, I do think that as a coach, you should have some level of emotional intelligence to handle a situation like that where a very young player, a very young player has just been told that he is in the biggest competition of his sport. And he's a guy that's used to getting minutes, used to getting playing time, but has been struggling with injuries. So he feels like, okay, this is his time to get back right, to show what he's about. And you tell him, that he's not going to get minutes as a coach. You're supposed to have better emotional intelligence to be able to handle those types of situations better. And, and know you should who you're not ever to. let exactly. And no, exactly. Know your audience, know who you're talking to expect him not to take it well. And like, it's, it's not like, it's not like we don't know who Gio is. We've been making jokes on this podcast. None of us know him. We've been making jokes on this podcast for a year and a half about how the dude is just like a moody, petulant teenager who is like yes. a goth kid. <laughs> like, we- yes. he And he has been in this pool for what, three years? Like we've known for three years, he's probably coming to this tournament. Like there is no excuse for Berlzer to not know who he's dealing with. And like, look. Unless like, he just doesn't pay attention. But he, the thing is, is not only that, Berhalter knows his dad. He has known Gio for decades. And Gio has only been alive for two of those. Like, like he, he has known Gio since he was probably born or soon thereafter. Berhalter's wife and uh, Claudio Reyna's wife, whose name escapes me, but she's a, a very talented soccer player in her own right, 
played together in college. These are close families. And for, for Burhalter to burn a kid who might as well, like in certain, like the, the way that I would like refer to this is not like, it's not his nephew, but it's essentially his nephew. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's kind of his nephew. It's like the way that like, you know, like certain people are uncles. Like I am certain that if Gio Reyna was not playing for this guy as a coach, like it would be like, oh yeah, that's Uncle Greg, you know? And like for him to burn him like that, to, to, to get some like measure of clout in a closed door meeting. Like, look, like, I don't, I don't care if you like him as a coach. It's just, it's, it just says so much about him because again, one of these two is an adult and one of these two is a child and like, and to get a, like the clout to get a job that by all reports you don't really want. Yeah. Like he's, he's throwing Joe under the bus to make himself look better as coach of the USMNT while in like re- contract renewal talks, but like by all reports, he doesn't really want this job a second time. He wants to mo- make a move to some small club in Europe. So like it, it, it just, it, it makes no sense. I mean, it, it, it makes sense if you see Greg Berhalter as, I mean, th- there's only one way to, to, to justify this, which is I can't talk to Gio anymore and he needs to hear this from somewhere. And so he's going to hear it from the world. The problem is, the problem is with that is that Gio plays at one of the most notable soccer clubs in the world. He doesn't need this from you. He needs like, like the national team coach. And I, it's, it's something I actually dislike deeply about our community. So I, I'm, I'm going to speak to our community for a second. The national team is not where you should feel pressure. It's where you should feel loved because back home where you're playing week in, week out, if you're at the international level, you're feeling the pressure there. Christian Pulisic does not need to feel pressure at USMNT camps. He got, he's got it at Stanford Bridge. Don't worry. You know, like, look, and you can say like about the MLS guys, whatever, fine. Geo doesn't need your stress. He has enough. Like, it's not like he like walks through Dortmund, like, I can show up and play like crap today and I'll still have my job. Like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, this is his <laughs> livelihood. The, the national team is for all intents and purposes, a hobby. Sidebar, sidebar, Christian Christian gets plenty of pressure from me, plenty. Yeah, (laughs) it's, 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 he's got it. Don't worry about it. But like, so like, that's the thing is that like, that's why I think anybody who like puts pressure on their national team, looking at you, England, but like, you know, like puts pressure on them because they think like, oh, well, that's the way that they're going to get better. They don't get better in national team camps, guys. There's not enough time. This isn't where they're doing their training. They're dicking around and making sure that they don't lose their legs. Like I, I, the only way that I can, I can compare it is the kids who played fed ball, right? Like, like in high school baseball. And it's like the fed ball was the baseball they cared about guys. That's what was going to get them a scholarship. That's what they cared about. When they came back to high school ball, it was just like, here to have fun. Like, like, I don't, I don't need your shit coach Smith. Um, I'm talking about Talk- myself. My last name is Smith. That's who I'm talking about. Not any other baseball coaches who may or may not have the last name Smith. Um, <clears throat> Similar but, to AAU, AAU basketball. And exactly. Like high school basketball as yeah. well. Yeah. Especially yeah. like, like when you're playing summer ball, right? Like, so we had yeah. kids on our, so like my, my, our high school played um, in the summer together, but also some of our players, most of our players maybe played AAU ball. So like when we were doing high school ball with us, like none of us gave a shit if we won over the summer, like it was for fun. And because to be fair, uh, not me, but 
other people, um, really needed to smoke weed and, and, and going on a trip <laughs> to Indiana was the easiest way to go about that. Um, and so like there, there, there's just sort of like a lot about the national team discourse and the way that we treat our national team. And it's the reason why like Ben and, and, and Kevin and Josh and us are like, we're just like unrelentingly positive because why wouldn't you be like, why would you want to like make your guys feel bad? We can't transfer them. They're not going to Newcastle next year. They're all we got guys. We've already made that decision. They are not with us. Although I will say, I do want some guys to uh, Jackson, Jackson Ewell, you should feel bad about yourself. But the thing is, is that if you don't want to watch, I, I actually, I, I wonder if, if CONCACAF Champions League is on Paramount Plus. I know Brazil yeah, League is. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah so, so, say something. <laughs> see what happens. See if we lose uh, a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, we don't care. We don't care. Uh, if, if you want to watch, um, the Brazilian league, which includes Johnny Cardoso, who's a youth team member of the U.S. men's national team, who could go to other teams, but has decided to come to ours because, again, once you make that decision, you are cap tied. Uh, you can watch that on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Hey, everybody. Uh, is this a recorded ad read? It is. You have. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Do it again. No, just keep going. Just keep going. UEFA Champions League Soccer is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration is underway with the biggest stars, top teams, you'll note not Arsenal, and craziest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title, no, against Liverpool, no, Man City, yeah, probably. Chelsea, no. PSG, come on. Barcelona, now you guys are clearly just messing with us. And more, fire, in soccer's biggest <laughs> club competition. So don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage Moist. time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, we'll also note that you can watch Europa League and Conference League on, on Paramount+, Plus, but they're not going to advertise for that. Golazo. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Um, so uh, you guys want to talk more about fun soccer? Shit. Yeah, more fun shit. More um, fun shit. More fun shit. Uh, uh, so speaking of immaculate vibes, Julian Alvarez uh, looks like he is having the time of his life. Yes. He also looks very much like uh, what's his face from the Mighty Ducks, and he cannot break. He just Mendoza. runs. <laughs> yep, Mendoza <laughs> runs straight ahead, and if somebody gets in the way, that's how he stops. So here's I have a question for you, and this this is this is very important and has something to do with soccer, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Luis, the 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 actor who played Luis Mendoza, also played Benny the Jet. Benny the Jet. 
the character who played Jesse Hall also played. Uh, what's his name? Denunez. Hamilton Porter also played the goalie in the big green. So. Yes, correct. Of the Sandlot kids, of the Sandlot kids, who do you, who do you want across the board? Because I know my answer, but I, I, I'm interested whether you take the upside of Benny the Jet or you take the, what I think is the correct answer in, in Danunez and Jesse Hall. Are we just saying for like any sport? No, no. You're, so, so each that we're, we're assuming that this kid, Benny the Jet and Luis Mendoza are in fact the same person. You right. get, you get Luis Mendoza on the, on the, on the ice. You get Benny the Jet on the diamond. Um, or you can take Danunez on the diamond, who is a triple A ball pitcher for the record, which is like they, they poop, they shit on in that movie as in it's like, oh, he only made it to triple A. Like, fuck you, movie. But um, also was Jesse Hall, who is, as far as I'm concerned, the best player on that team, not named Banks. Um, and you could also have Hamilton Porter, who also played the goalie in the big group. Right, but what am I choosing them for? Just to have a in child general, around to play yeah, sports? No, 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 no. Like in general, like Pablo Sanchez theory. Like if if you're if you're going to have this kid in a backyard sports situation, and you have to have them against all sports, right? right that was my question. It's Danunez. Yeah. yeah, it's Danunez. Uh Jesse Hall is the answer. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you know what we're talking about here. We're getting pretty deep into the weeds of American child sports movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I was lost but I'm that's not... fine <laughs> um so anyways julian alvarez plays soccer uh the way that i play fifa which is through balls and fast people on the wings and fives that's... i like it i like it <laughs> just uh hold that r2 button and straight that's all you gotta do <laughs> um when i play when i play pick up soccer um alarmingly the same now you might say ace is that because you're fast no it is because I am not good at any other aspect of soccer. And I figure if I make the right runs enough times, I will get a goal. Uh, yeah, it's happened once. I've scored one goal in like 10 years of playing. I, I was just about to ask, how, how much has it worked so far? Not much, but not much. Um, no, but like I, I, what I'll say is that I have made, I've, I've done, and like I understand sports well enough to know this, is that like by making the, the uh, sprint run enough times, like eventually they have to respect it and then somebody else is open. So like essentially I was running the um, Darius Hayward Bay post over and over and over again, <laughs> because eventually you do need to put a safety back there. <laughs> like eventually, like, like, like there's not a, he's not going to drop all of them. Right? right. Right. Like, it's like, oh, we can't keep doing that because like, like, like we'll lose this game if we give up a 70 yard touchdown to Darius Hayward Bay. That's essentially what I was doing is like, I, I will just run at the middle of this defense over and over again. Um, Julian Alvarez, uh, we salute you. You are the the, the people's champ right now. Um, also, um, terrible news. Terrible news. Um, that Croatia fan is not here anymore. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking oh, about. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you Google, yes. dear listener, if you Google that Croatia fan, um, I'm sure it'll come up. Josh is now yeah, Googling that, that Croatia fan. I'm not going to talk about it specifically because my wife does listen to this podcast. So. Um, well, she listens to this podcast or do you just put it on and then it, she has to hear you? Is, is it is it safe yes. to Google or do I have to go incognito mode? I, I, I mean, you have to make determinations about who else is looking at your browser history. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you a, search that Croatia fan, you're fine. If you start clicking on links, yeah, maybe like, like you don't might have click. questions. Um, you know, 
but you know who's to say whether or not uh you know you're are these all the same outfit does she just keep like <laughs> who's to say it's a she I, I could be talking about a he uh you know but anyways well, so um, if you don't so if you just go to the web the first hit comes up to the croatia fan that keeps hitting vape pens uh which is not the one we are speaking not, about not but... who we're talking about uh we are talking about the other one yeah and yeah okay yeah yeah, I see. Yeah. I see. I see what. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's not here anymore, which is unfortunate. Also, a thing people don't uh, realize about Croatia, um, and it's and it's one of those things that like is is uh lost on people is that Croatia is on the it's same. It's on the same body of water as Italy. Like people think yeah. Croatia is like the sad Balkans in in Euro trip. It's like no, it's it's just. Italy with a harsher language. <laughs> I believe Dubrovnik is uh, like a thirty-minute ferry ride from Venice. Yes, wow. they're like cross. it's so. it's you're 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 talking about essentially here like a, a, a closer distance than Ireland and England. Yeah, and if, if any of you are Game of Thrones fans, uh, Dubrovnik is King's Landing. King's Landing, yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, so that's what we're talking about climate-wise. Like people think of it as like really I think people confuse like the Balkans with like Poland. And these are very different things. Um equally depressing for different reasons, but um you know, there's more sunshine in Croatia. Um they are equally depressing but for different reasons. Both of them have to do with communism. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, also because um at some point in the recent past, uh, the countries that we're talking about were not countries um, for various reasons. So anyways, Croatia's out um, because Lionel Messi is the best player in the history of the game. We'll not hear uh, counter arguments. Um, I think the thing is about Messi. And actually, I, hold on. Before we get to Messi, I want to talk about Luka Modric. Um, because Luka Modric, I'm going to miss watching him. Um, he, yeah. was, he was on, like the first time that I started paying attention to club soccer, uh, which was like, I want to say like 2010, 2011. Um, he was on my favorite team. Spurs and I was days. like, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, this dude's awesome. Spurs are the best. We're going to win a ton. And then he left because that's what Spurs do is they get kick-ass yep. players and then sell them. Um, or they stop selling them. And then we're in the situation that we got under with Josie um, because we we had good players and didn't sell them. And it was a problem. Um, but so yeah, so I want to I want to tip of the cap to Luka Modric. Um, he should not be as good as he is still, but he is, and so that's awesome. So did you see the fun fact? you see the fun fact that uh, Modric's international debut was in the same match that Messi scored his first international goal? Oh, that's awesome! Wow, that's dope. 16, 16 years ago, and then Modric is presumably done with international soccer. Yeah. They they yeah. subbed him off for uh, they subbed him off for the uh, ovation, and I yeah. I have to assume he's done. Yeah, I mean, I mean what is he? Thirty six, thirty five, thirty seven, seven. Oh, yeah, he so, he, so, like, he, so he'd have to wait a year and a half to go through another Euros. I was gonna say maybe a token Euros appearance, but he would be like the twenty sixth guy on the roster. But the thing yeah, is, is that he's, he's he's still good. Like yeah. he's still Real Madrid good. <laughs> and I'll tell you, for Croatia, I mean, un- he could. Make a he could get a cheeky bench spot like he could 
He could be yeah. on the bench. You know, he doesn't have to start. Doesn't have to play a lot of minutes. He could be in the, the next World Cup as a you know forty one year old. <laughs> I mean, like my for... my thing is is that like if, goalie. Like like if you're let's say you're in a group stage game with Croatia, right? And you're like, okay, we're this game's tied. We're feeling good about ourselves. We're dominating the midfield, and then like in the sixty first minute, a forty year old Luka Modric steps up to like the 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 touchline. Hey 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 touchline. Um, ah, and, and like, like, is there a part of you that like, scores a touchdown? Good job. Um, thank you. Like, is there a part of you that like sees him step up there and you're just like, oh shit, I don't want to deal with that. It, as a, at a 41, I don't know. I've seen him at 37 and he, maybe, maybe he lost his, it could be 40. Seeing him, oh, him at, seeing him at 37, he, Maybe he's not as quick as he used to be, but he doesn't need to be because he can get the he can get around the pitch still. Um, and he's, he's got very really good too. Still, I was saying he's got very strong Steve Nash, but like not made of glass vibes. They look yeah. very similar. I don't know. If- do. I was gonna say it's not because they have the same hair. <laughs> they have the same hair, and they also have the same same facial shape. Um, nose. Yeah. Nose. Yeah. Um. Luca is better at uh, actually. Here's a question across sports: Who's a better distributor of the ball, Steve Dash or Luca Modric? I might have right? to go Nash. I might yeah. have to go Nash. Yeah. And uh, did did Modric ever win the Ballon d'Or? Yeah, he won it. Um, not yeah. Rec- recently, I think uh, the the not the the current one, but the last one. If that makes sense. Okay, so they have alarmingly co- similar careers then, because like. They both won an MVP. They shouldn't, and uh, they look similar. <laughs> they play the same game. I, I'm, I'm into this. Um, 2018. He was the first oh. non-Ronaldo Messi choice since 2007. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He definitely did the whole Steve Nash won it over Kobe when he shouldn't have thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, which you know, we were all there, Steve. We know, we know, we we were there. Um. <laughs> But, but anyway, so, so talking about, oh, I guess we should probably mention the fact that um, I want to, I want to speak on, because like, we haven't talked about it since it happened, but I want to talk about Neymar um, mm. because he had a phenomenal goal. And then like, he, 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 he pulled the Mo Salah, I'm not going to get to shoot in the penalties because I want to go fifth because I'm a glory hound thing. Yeah. And like, that's not. And like so, it's, it's unfortunate because he's so good, he's so good. So with yeah. those, I never, I never really know if the players get to choose what what order they go in or if that's the manager's decision. Like, yeah, is it the manager. players? Is the manager right? I, so, but it's 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 got to be the manager. But like, if you're the manager and Neymar says I got fifth, are you going to be like, yeah, no, the analytics say second? <laughs> mm, I right. think I think there's I think there's a certain stratosphere of players where if they say I've got fifth, they've got fifth. Because the math, the, it's it's the same as baseball. The math says go first. Yeah. Like, just do the best in order. And, like, Neymar's got to go first. But I think the thing is, is that, like, psychologically, if, if Neymar skies his first, you're done. Like, you're just <laughs> well, done. I mean, there's also, there's also the argument about if you do miss one, you don't want your fifth best guy taking the fifth one because like there's a possibility that you might need it which isn't a perfect it. analogy to baseball because realistically it should just be descending order of odd base percentage 
Yeah. Yeah. You Bam. should space it out. Like you're you have you say you have somebody really good go first, somebody really good go third, and somebody really good go fifth. Yeah. If you I have mean, that like, many, if you if, have that if, many good uh that the many. penalty thank you. Um, but so so I, I I don't hate Neymar as much as many people seem to. Um like I, I really am of the opinion that like you should dance on folks if you score. Oh, yeah. Like 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 I'm I like I'm a big proponent of the it's not it's not our job not to dance. It's your job to not let us score. Absolutely. This, I think this podcast is a big proponent of backflips. I <laughs> think, I think, I don't even, honestly, I, I think the players aren't showboarding enough. I think they should Agreed. do more in every sport, not just, yeah. not just soccer, football, basketball. Like I, I want to see more over the top celebrations, like rub it in guys. Like my, my I'd like to, is, I'd like to. I'd like to go back to my favorite uh, hockey quote from Joe Thornton when rookie Thomas Hurdle scored four goals in the game and a reporter uh, admonished him for for showboating. And Thornton told the reporter to leave him alone because if he scored four, four goals in a game, he'd pull his dick out on the ice and start stroking in front of everybody. <laughs> That's I mean, a like, real quote. You could look that up. Hockey players are different. Um, <laughs> They're different. Like, 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 that's just all I have to say about that. Um, my, like, my thing with, with showboating is like, I think the fact that we have a taunting penalty is the least American thing that I've ever heard of. Like, seriously, my, like, like, like people talk, it's, it's funny because like when we talk about what we want our kids to grow up with, and it's like, we want them to play for the University of Miami, not, not, like any of the Penn other State. schools you're thinking Penn of. State. Penn State. Yeah. Penn I, State. I was, I was going to say, I was going to say not Penn State because that was the one to one there, but then, there's another reason you don't want your kids to play for Penn State, guys. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, but, like, like, look, like, if I, if I do well and I talk shit, good news, there's another play. And if you do well, you can talk shit. No. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fairly big proponent of, like, don't, don't taunt people who don't taunt back and don't taunt people who are significantly worse than you. Right? So, like, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be, like, super cool with Brazil, like, dancing on like or not not Brazil but like Neymar dancing on like a third division French team like it's like it's mm. fine we know but like yeah. if you're if you're on this level which means you are at the World Cup you're at CONMEBOL you are in league you're in the Champions League if you are a top level professional player at whatever level you've decided to play at and you get stunted on you just have to accept it you just have to accept it like you just say like fuck okay. really wish or follow him like that's allowed. <laughs> like, but like, make, make them stop. Right. Like, like, look. Like, there are ways to go about this. But like, my thing is, is like the the the, the softest thing in 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 sports history, as far as I'm concerned, truly the softest was the time that Shaq dunked on. Oh gosh, who was it? Um, oh, Chris Dudley. It was Chris Dudley um, of the Knicks, and he he like dunked on him, and then like stood over him and then ran away and then like uh chris dudley like threw the ball at him like fairly softly from half like from half a court away and you're like oh man bradley i think it was bradley bradley Bradley? okay no it's chris dudley it's okay my bad um and like because like not only did you get dunked on and not only did you get stood over but like we also had to see your noodle arm like (laughs) not no part of this was good for you just like Okay, let's 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 hopefully let's, let's go Jamie try to Moore do it. Bitch. Like like what do you what are we doing here? Like and and like so like he I think uh, in 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 Chris in Chris Dudley's offense, 
he had to show some kind of fight because that was <laughs> that was one of the most disrespectful things that has ever happened to him. And if he did absolutely nothing, it would be so much worse. It would have been so much worse. That, like, like my thing is that like there's an element of that where it's like it's got to be like I can do nothing in this game, and I can't even follow him because like like and and you're right, you got to do something because your teammates are watching you yeah like we are we all saw it happen your kids like, your, kids, your kids, kids are watching you. your kids your wife and or girlfriend unfortunately, and or future unfortunately the internet now exists so everybody everybody's watching eternity is going to be watching you and like can you imagine if that happened with twitter like if that event happened with twitter like dude would have had to leave the chris country. dudley would have had yeah. to retire yeah yeah dudley would have had to go full dave Chappelle and live in south africa for five for years for a few like, years yeah <laughs> Like just like we'll we'll just see you out. come back great um and like that it's a, it's a it's that's the point is that like it's not it's not Shaquille O'Neal's job to make himself look worse it's your job to make him look worse if you can't do that you're in the wrong sport maybe you shouldn't be yep. here like look like you're a professional basketball player getting paid millions of dollars in 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 Brazil's situation like you are a professional soccer player playing for your national team in the World Cup. And you just lost for nothing. Mm. Probably, probably wouldn't have lost for nothing if I were you. Like I would have tried to not lose for nothing. Um, I mean, there's a there's a perfect example here because I don't know if you remember this, but in their own World Cup, Brazil lost seven one. Yeah. So, so like like the thing is, is that like, they didn't like it, so now they score four. Yeah. And like that's the thing is that like like you can't you can't be mad because like it it comes back around and like. I, I have to imagine that German shit talking is like Tim Duncan style where it's like, like, you know, the story, like the, the story of Tim Duncan shit talking as told by Kevin Garnett, which is that Tim Duncan was both the best and worst shit talker of all time, because most people would have like ongoing conversations. Um, and, and, and Tim would just like say phrases like almost gotcha. <laughs> Thought you had it shit like that. And apparently Kevin Garnett was like, who was the best shit talker of all time by all accounts. Um, yeah. He's like, I don't know how to deal with this. That would be infuriating. For me <laughs> personally, then, I would rather have somebody just like constantly jawing at me than yeah. just those little, those little <laughs> phrases. Cause they're like silent killers, you know, you just like, mm. cause you know, you can't stop like, them. It, Andrew Luck too. Like if you ever heard, if you ever heard like the Andrew Luck mic'd up where he, he'll get like, he'll take a huge sack and he'll just be like, yeah. Nice hit, guy. Nice hit. Great yeah. job. That one was really hard, Seven. He's like, oh, like, you almost up, got me. There was a time where he was like, oh, you almost got me. Almost I was got like, me. oh, man. <laughs> um, so, so that's like, I, I have to imagine that like German shit talking, if it exists, is something like that. Um, I, I, I or like, like to... the Dutch guy from, uh, from Ted Lasso. I didn't play bad. Only you played bad. Yeah, something like that. Um, he's not he's not rude. He's only Dutch. Okay. Um, uh, you know, but I, I will I say, like, line. yeah, I, I I will say amongst our national team, like the the American national team, I'm pretty happy with our shit talking. Um, because not that you know, I've I've never seen Tim shit talk. I've never seen um Brendan Aronson shit talk. But I think Tyler and Weston are like yeah, they should talk. solid shit talkers. Um, you see it too on the field. It's beautiful. I love it. I love Tyler it. I love has it. some has some has some has some like 
sourness to his like yeah. you can like sometimes yeah. you can like he, read play, his... he plays like it too like you yeah. watch him like he plays like he's got a little bit of you know a, a, <laughs> a sneer going yeah you know um i, I think aronson that. knows that he's like one one bad week away from never showing up again so he's just yeah. like i'm just gonna do my job i'm gonna go Head and down. press the ball and I'm, down. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything you don't see me i'm not here please don't look at me like and and like Weston Weston I I feel has like an element of of comedy to it because you can always see like a like a, like like some joy in his eyes when he's talking. But Tyler I think Tyler has like just like 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 a very deep reserve of anger. And you see it where he's like like guys go off and as they're going off, he no longer is playing them in this game. He'll see it, he'll be like sit down, punk pussy bitch. And you're like, damn man, he's he's getting taken off and we're winning. Why was why was that necessary? <laughs> Um, you can't stop once you once you open up the gate. You can't yeah, stop them, and it just keeps flowing out. Um, Wes does it with a Wes does it with like a glimmer in his eye, and Tyler does it with like flames in his eyes. Yeah, like hate, hate I want to bury you. <laughs> um, and Geo, if you ever played, I I would imagine would have a similar oh. hatred uh, in his heart. Josh doesn't seem to talk shit, which is actually sort of surprising to me because he with the sleeve, like like there's there's um. I'm not, I don't want to get racial here, but there's a type of white person who looks a certain way who has to talk shit because if they don't, they will get mocked relentlessly. And I don't know, gingers who look like Josh Sargent feel like they got picked on if they didn't get picked on back, right? Like a lot of kids who play soccer in America also play other sports like basketball. Um, and I can tell you as a, as a guy who, who had to shit talk, because if you didn't, you just got bullied. Like, and look, I wasn't good at shit talking. Not really. Like, it, it, you know, like I, I, or I could, basketball. I was okay at basketball, you but like, that. like I could, I, yeah, that's fine. But like, you, you know, like you, you chirp back and, and it's like, like, you know, I was, I was pretty good at the, like, uh, hit a shot, man. You got to guard me. You got to start guarding me. You're not doing it. You got to guard me. You got to go like stuff like that, where you're just like constantly saying the same thing. Um, I think that Josh Sargent probably had the same situation because he is, is ginger, very, very ginger. And he has a sleeve tattoo, which tells me that there's like an element somewhere in there for him. But I, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him talk. Um, I haven't seen him talk much. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, I, I know for a fact that Jedi does talk, but he is British. So he doesn't have that cutting edge. Right. Like I, it's very dry. It's, it's, it's like, Oh, oh, your, 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 your mother was very good at cooking, but not so great at the, uh, at the accounting job with which she had a very long and lucrative career. You're like, dude, it's too long. It's too long. It's the Kenny Wu effect. It's too long. Shorten it up. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, France probably will beat Morocco tomorrow. Um, right. I would assume if, so. If, we if, keep saying that. Yeah, and Morocco keeps winning. Um, I think if if we want to have an enjoyable finals, it should be France Argentina. Like there was a, there was a very real fear, a very real fear of a Croatia England final, and I would not stand for that. Will not. Stand. Yeah, that'd have been very. That would have been watching horrible. Mbappe. Mbappe versus Messi will. Definitely worth it. It would be much better, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think, like, not that FIFA would ever do such a thing, but, like, if they could just sort of go ahead and rig this to make sure that it was the best possible final, like, that'd be great for me. Not that I'm accusing That's... FIFA of corruption. 
No, and that would also be a pretty good way to paper over uh, some various offenses that the host country may or may not have committed. Right. Okay, so uh, on that note, I'm going to uh, say that you can find my uh, panelist, our panelist and good friend, uh, Josh, at John Spendenach on the Twitters. Uh, you can find uh, my co-host, uh, Napoleon Gregg, at Mr. Mojo Rising 89. You can find me at uh, uh, Diamonds Esquire or at TLSTBS. Uh, this episode is brought to you. Thank you to our sponsors. I'm not going to name them. Thank you to Instagram. I don't have a joke for it because one of my daughters is crying and I need to go deal with that. Uh, dear listener, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local Moroccan who may or may not be having a bad day today because we're releasing this after that game happens. So I don't know what happens. So if they're in a good mood, share it. If they're in a bad mood, share it. Either way, it doesn't matter. But as always, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.